Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. KFI AM640. You're listening to the John and Ken Show on demand on the iHeartRadio app. On the radio from 1 until 4, then after 4 o'clock, John and Ken on demand. It's a podcast. Yeah. The the first pictures are, are emerging of the little bag of cocaine that was found in the White House. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> this was a big story a few months ago. And of course, everyone believed, well, Hunter Biden put it there. Uh, it, was, it was July 2nd. There was a brief evacuation. And a hazmat team responded because they weren't sure what the substance was. And it turned out to be just a little tiny plastic bag, a see-through bag of cocaine that was in a storage locker. When you're a visitor, you can use these storage lockers to put things you're not allowed to bring into, you know, other parts of the White House. So that's uh, what they were used for. And I guess uh, one day somebody opened up the, the storage locker after people left and they saw the tiny bag of cocaine in there. That became a huge story for a couple of weeks, it seemed. So now the picture of the real bag has been published on all these yeah. news sites. Locker number 50, one gram of the white powdery substance is in the small baggie that was left there. And they said they, they don't have enough evidence to prove who it was. Ah, Surveillance believe- evidence, physical evidence, they don't know. I don't believe that either. They like, like if they knew it was Hunter Biden, do you think they'd hold a press conference and announce it and press charges? Right. Nice. Of course they'd do that. Yeah, you think it's all part of the Biden cover-up story, huh? Everything is covered up now. Everything. Everything is lied about. Everything is covered up. There is no truth anymore. We are awaiting, supposedly in five minutes, uh, a news conference featuring Gavin Newsom and Mayor Karen Bass. Wow. To bring us the latest on the 10 freeway closure. It's a very busy area just east of downtown Los Angeles. they got the five there, 60 other freeways all coming together. So this was a big deal with this fire that broke out early Saturday morning. So what we know up to now is that it was a a wooden pallet storage yard. But there's also a lot of people living under the freeway. And there was a lot of other companies subleasing the storage lot. This was eight acres of fire here. So why would you let anybody have anything underneath a freeway that's that busy and important where anything could happen? I uh, this, is, this is what I understand. Caltrans wanted the money. A Caltrans is a bad, bad, bad agency. Okay, they are why all the roads suck. Right, they're the reason why the freeways are in darkness 
because they grab all the gas tax money. Yeah, right. Yeah, they they steal all the gas tax money, and then I think they all go to Las Vegas and get booze and hookers. <laughs> Not, nothing useful gets done. They're the reason the PCH is so dangerous in Malibu because they refuse to uh, make it any safer. Uh, they've made it clear they're not going to. And also, you would normally have, and, and this is the city too, the city of L.A. Caltrans and the city of L.A. should be inspecting that area constantly, especially since homeless people live under it. And there's lots of homeless fires under lots of freeways. What we learned about from Newsom is they've, they've been in litigation with whoever this lessee is with these uh, pallets. They've been in litigation with them. Uh, but as you pointed out, if that's a hazard, you just go down there and remove everything and let that sort uh, itself out later. He, he kept saying during yesterday's press conference, well, we sent them citations. So? Yeah, that's effective. You might as Piece well of paper. send them lunch. That's Emails. Well, look at right. this paper here. You see this paper? You go in there, <coughs> and this is Karen Bass's fault, too. I'm sorry. It is Newsom, and it's Karen Bass's fault. It's their responsibility. You send in inspectors, you see the dangers, and you get uniformed men in there, firemen, police, and remove those dangers. You can work out the uh, violations in court, find them, jail them, whatever regulation or law that they're violating, but you're supposed to remove the danger immediately, and you have to get the homeless out of there immediately. There's no constitutional right to live under an overpass amidst all, and they had RVs there, and of course the, the, the vagrants were cooking, and... There's these these containers of mis mystery chemicals that were highly flammable. I mean, it was a really real stew under there. Now, how that falls under Newsom's responsibility, period, and mm -hmm. Karen Bass's responsibility, period. period, full stop, period, full stop. <laughs> Two can play at this game. <laughs> it's important that we say period, full stop. You have a full stop. We've got a full stop. Well, let's see. The Times just posted an update. Massive fire being investigated as possible arson. Uh-oh. Hmm. Well, they, uh, they had a lot to work with under there. And, uh, so it may not have been an accident. Is that what you're telling us? And, and what would be the purpose of arson underneath a freeway? It's not like you're trying to burn down a business or somebody's house. What's, is, it, is this vagrant wars down Ooh. below? One vagrant angry at another? That's happened. I mean, that happened around the corner from my house oh, in front no. of the VA. Listen to this update. In addition to the pallets, hand sanitizer accumulated during the height of the COVID-19 pandemic was stored under the overpass and helped fuel the flames. Hand sanitizer? Yeah, that's what it says, sanitizer. Yes. <laughs> Remember they bought so much of it, they didn't know what to do. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. This is real. This is the Times update. They just posted at 301. What, what they, they... <laughs> was this was this? Oh, it got, it's got alcohol in it. That'll burn. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now, did that belong to the state or, or one it's, of these? It's not clear. Let's see if I can see. I mean, that's flammable. <laughs> oh, what the hell? Yeah. Oh, oh my. Mitigation God. of hazardous materials at the site was ongoing, but most of the site's been cleared for structural engineers well, and maintenance crews to start their work. Remember, Newsom was spending billions of dollars. I'm sure they bought too much stuff. Oh yeah, on and, masks and gloves and sanitizer. And they, they yeah, they didn't have a, a, anywhere to put it all. No, so they put it under the freeway. They put it under the freeway. <laughs> did they lease with this, or did Caltrans do say, or this this company that I leased this property with the wooden pallets took on the sanitizer? Well, that, that's a weird. I don't understand. How come they have barrels of flammable liquid? They have they have hand sanitizer. They've got wooden pallets. <laughs> what, what, you can't make this up. You got vagrants. I, I read there's, there were RVs under there. It looked like there were vehicles under there uh, based on the video that, that you sent me. Yeah. It, uh, oh, that was, yeah, that video. It's from On Scene TV, I guess. And that yeah. was a, you could see how massive this fire was. And, and the firemen are lined up just like you would expect them with their hoses, just trying to extinguish whatever they could. Yeah, but, but this, this took a few hours to I'm, get into control. I want to see what the inspection record is for that uh, Caltrans lot. And Newsom is claiming he was there a year ago doing some one of his fake, silly photo ops. What was the reason he was there a year ago? Remember he said it was he was at the adjacent yard? Right. Oh, oh it was a vagrant cleanup, right? And, yes. And he was he was he was preening over his vagrant cleanup photo op. So they they knew people lived there and they know people always go back no matter how many times you clean it up. Man, this is massive negligence. And now 300,000 300, cars a day on that freeway. Wooden pallet yards are common along the 10 freeway in the industrial center near downtown, it says in the story.
they're common. There was a wood pallet fire uh, recently. What are these from deliveries? These wood pallets? What are why why are there so many of them? Uh, I I I think yeah for like. Truck deliveries, right? Like to bring stuff to downtown LA for right. I don't know the flower market or the vegetables, the produce. It's like cargo stuff. containers, you know they, yeah. they 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 stack up. But I remember there was a big wood pallet fire. I don't know some months ago, a year ago, something like that. Uh, and, and it was big fire that burned for quite a while. But again, you don't store that under an overpass because if the fire gets hot enough, you you can have it melt. There was a. Um, an accident underneath an overpass or a bridge back east not that long ago. And the the structure melted and collapsed because of the heat of the fire. Well, it, it's like you said, we've had traffic reports over the last several years of so many homeless encampment fires underneath the freeways. Uh, even though we don't know if that's what this was, but you can see the similarity. Well, this is this is dangerous. You can't have anything under these freeways. No, and that's in no companies uh, storing sanitizer and no homeless people. And that is criminal incompetence on the part of the mayor, the governor, Caltrans, whoever is supposed to do the fire inspections. Just criminal incompetence. You can't have the major artery. That is one of the busiest uh, interchanges in the nation. And. You, you you have all this 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 underground hell underneath it. All right, all right we're uh, gonna take a break. Okay, are, are yeah, we still doing just... the commercial break here? I thought I... we'd just go right into the news conference, but sometimes these things don't show up on time. So yeah, I know. Show. I'm watching, looking for the news conference, and there's there's just nothing. No, three fifteen. No, no, they're never on time. All right, yeah. Why don't we take a break and also maybe give people a chance to win that money? You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. All right, so you probably know we're expecting a news conference to begin starring Gavin Newsom and Karen Bass to talk about the 10 freeway closure due to that fire early Saturday morning. What I've been doing during the break is I'm just researching. Anyway, if you don't know what. Say it again. We had some disruption there. Oh, I've been researching wooden pallets. Ah, to see what they're used for. As you know, they're like, they got slats, so there's openings between the pallets. I mean, most people are familiar, but uh, for one apparently use is they're, they're durable planters, right? Mm. Uh, some people use them for. Uh, uh, they can be easily cut down to make chopping boards or shells for different parts of the home or Christmas trees because the, the Times just posted a story that there's a lot of these pallet yards <laughs> along the 10 freeway Near downtown L.A., wooden pallet yards are very common. And they talked to one guy uh, who owns one of these pallet businesses, Jazz Pallets, which sits along the railroad tracks near Santa Clara Street. And that's close to where the fire broke out. He says he installed fire extinguishers. Reconvening here today. We have oh, an opportunity we um, over the course of the last few days to do some periodic updates. Yesterday in our press conference, uh, we relayed that we would likely complete at 6 a.m. this morning the preliminary investigation as to the cause of the fire that led to the conditions you see behind me. Uh, the fire marshal who will speak in a moment uh, after the mayor and a number of other speakers, they finished that investigation up about 12 hours early and they made a determination, a preliminary determination. Uh, there was malice intent that this fire occurred uh, within the fence line of the facility you see behind me that it was arson and that it was done and set intentionally. That determination of who is responsible is an investigation that is ongoing. And that's an investigation that can be aided by the people of the region, not just those that may have been witnesses nearby, though those that are witnesses potentially nearby have already been contacted. Uh, we have some preliminary tips as it relates to uh, the prospects of determining precisely whom uh, this individual or individuals may be, uh, but we encourage the public more broadly uh, to call a confidential line, 1-800-468-4408, 1-800-468-4408. If you have any tips, any information confidentially that can lead to the determination of exactly who is responsible. Arson appears to be uh, the likely uh, ignition uh, for this fire. That ignition was determined with precision by the fire marshal, Cal Fire, uh, and their teams, uh, and it allowed us to turn this site back over earlier than anticipated to Caltran 
to continue the work on the structural analysis. Number two, uh, the structural analysis is ongoing. The core samples we referenced yesterday, uh, the original core samples, have determined uh, on the basis of the preliminary sampling uh, that the structural integrity of the deck appears to be much stronger than originally assessed. That does not mean that we are moving forward without consideration of a demo. Quite the contrary. We are assessing additional samples, but the preliminary samples showed more positive results than were originally anticipated again for the bridge deck structure. That's the larger bridge deck structure. More specifically on that in a moment, but let me remind you, over 100 columns were damaged, nine or 10 quite severely. You're seeing bracing already being conducted as we speak and we'll continue the bracing work as we conduct subsequent sample testing. That subsequent sample testing should be back first thing tomorrow morning and will allow us to make subsequent announcement of whether or not we're tearing this down and replacing it or we're continuing the retrofit and repairs and the bracing. It goes without saying that the bracing work would allow us to open up this structure much sooner than a complete demo and repair. Invariably and inevitably, you're gonna ask, well, how quickly can that work be done? We're assessing both and. We are working in parallel. We've identified contractors. Those contractors, many of them are actually working on site as we speak and contracts. We're looking at incentives that were part of the protocols of the Northridge quake as it relates to how we structure those contracts. And we are in a parallel path looking at both repair and looking at the prospects of replace. Once those samples come back again by first thing tomorrow morning, we will make that determination, but we don't want to lose an hour in moving forward with whichever outcome is the most appropriate. And remember, that outcome will be determined on one basis, on one principle. That's safety, not just speed. Safety, not just speed. The worst thing we can do is make bad short-term decisions that will profound and consequential life safety decisions in the medium and long term. So the good news is preliminary samples looked more positive than we anticipated. Moving forward with the structural integrity underneath and we'll continue to prospect uh, to look at the prospects of a complete demo and replacement until we determine on the basis of the last samples that will be coming in uh, that that may not be necessary. As it relates to yesterday's press conference, we made it clear that we would provide more information about the lessee. Apex Development Inc. is the owner, or rather uh, the corpus of the lessee. It's the entity that holds the lease to the property you see behind me. As I mentioned yesterday, we assigned an unlawful detainer in September of uh, just a few months ago, and we are heading to court. In January, the court date may be pushed to early February, but January, February is the court date. This guy and this organization, however the members of that particular corporation are, have been bad actors. We've been in a litigious posture for some time. They stopped paying their rent. They're out of compliance. And as was stated yesterday, and we could stay with more clarity and conviction today, they have been subleasing this site to at least five, maybe as many as six tenants without authorization from Caltran, without authorization from our federal partners. And I'll remind you that authorization legally is required from both the state and federal partners. There is a review committee that includes the state fire marshal, questions that were asked yesterday as it relates to the oversight of what is stored and what is allowable to be stored. That goes through a review process and determination and the federal partners ultimately sign off. We had our federal partners on site earlier this morning. Administrator Bat was here from the Federal Highway Administration. We thank them for moving quickly. We're doing a preliminary assessment. It has to reach a threshold of about $25 million before we can draw down federal support and federal aid. While that's important, it's not necessary for the preliminary work. 
on the basis of the state of emergency that we advanced and on the basis of the director of Caltrans' ability to order through an emergency fund and draw down money that allows for the work you're seeing on site 24-7, seven days a week, rain or shine, atmospheric river or sprinkles, doesn't matter. We'll continue to move as quickly as it can, safety first and timeliness second. With all the creativity that is required of this moment and the recognition of best practices that we have experienced across this country and, of course, with our own experience on contracting and own experience and incentivizing the speed and security and safety uh, that is required on the basis of what happened here in Northridge. Our teams, legal teams, have been working overtime including assessing what other leases Apex Development Inc. may be holding. A preliminary analysis determined they have four additional leases in and around the area, five total. We're assessing whether or not they're in compliance of those leases, likely not on the basis of the issues that we've had for years and years on this site that has led to litigation and unlawful detainer and is moving us into court. It's a Calabasas-based company. Beyond that, I don't want to get into any more details as it relates to the lawsuits and the litigation, but as I assured you yesterday, as more information is appropriately uh, uh, brought to my attention, I'll appropriately share it with you in real time. We are also and I'll extend this and I'll ask the mayor uh, to speak next. We're also extending a deep dive analysis, not just of leases that may be held by Apex Development Inc., but all of our Caltran leases, making sure the inspection protocols are being met, making sure those annual inspections are actually being advanced, making sure we have adequate number of inspectors, making sure that all of us are being held to a higher level of accountability. Again, all of us includes not just Caltrans, but our federal partners that also have oversight and ultimate jurisdiction. There's an actual manual as it relates to what's appropriate and inappropriate to store on these facilities. What was legally afforded this lessee, and recall they have an unlawful attainder for a reason, was the storage, open storage, broadly defined, of non-flammable materials, non-explosive materials, and vehicles, operating vehicles. We saw those vehicles, and we certainly saw a lot of pallets and a lot of open storage. But again, there were multiple subleases, and they were out of compliance. They did not get permission from the state. Again, part of the unlawful detainer and the reason uh, we are going to court in January and February. But across the board, we're looking at all of these other airspace leases, and you can imagine they're plentiful. You asked yesterday, where does the money go? It goes to public transit. All the money that comes in goes to public transit accounts, goes back into the communities being served. So it's an important source of revenue for those that want to disband the practice fully. That also has to be considered, but obviously the magnitude of this crisis suggests a sober review and reflective of you of the lease terms, our relationship to the federal highway and the current manual that is a national framework of best practices in this space. This is not unique to California. This exists across this country and of course around the rest of the globe. Number three or four, uh, it is important, the mayor will reinforce this, that we continue to do the work to clean up encampments in and around these locations for no other reason than the human toll and the human cost. I'll let the mayor speak more about that. As I said yesterday, and I'll remind you again today, three years ago, and you see members of the legislature here, there wasn't one dollar that went in from the state of California to support locals and partnerships to clean up in campus. Not one dollar three years ago. We did a $50 million pilot program, was oversubscribed, and working in partnership with the legislature, three quarters of a billion dollars has been set aside for encampment resolution grants. I referenced yesterday 3,200. I was wrong. 3,200 turns out not to be the number of Caltrans encampments that have been cleaned. It's 3,275. That's not enough. But 231 of them were cleaned up within a two-mile radius of this site. Again, it's not enough. 
But the reason we were out here in August of last year, literally right on this site cleaning up, was we recognize this is a hot spot and we have more work to do in that space. We recognize that responsibility and we recognize the clarity of this moment to continue to prioritize, He's even stop. if this turns out to be arson as it's suggested to be and not an accident associated with any encampment that does not obviate the concerns obviate. around subsequent fires and general issues of life and safety associated with encampments throughout Los Angeles and throughout the state of California. So that's the broad strokes overview. We've set up a command center 24-7. We'll be setting up websites for more transparency in this space. Oh, uh, in the Q&A, <laughs> you'll invariably ask me, and I'll be happy to answer uh, timelines. But until then, let me invite up the most important person up here with respect to myself and others, and that's your mayor. who has been doing an outstanding job starting at 6 a.m. this morning um, as people were waking up to make sure that we're addressing the immediacy of concern and that's logistics, traffic, and challenges that all Angelinos are facing Hi. in real time. Uh, with that, it's my honor, our great partner, Mayor Bass. Thank you. Right, let's see what this is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon. Let me first and foremost thank the governor. No, the thanks. governor and his team have been with us side by side. We have been joined together through this crisis. And I know and I have full confidence with his leadership and the support of our state legislators who are here, Senator Maria Elena Durazo, oh. Assemblymember Joan Sawyer, oh, and in a minute I'll introduce our supervisor, that we are Political joined at the plots. hips and we will make sure that we get through this crisis. As Angelinos, we have been through crises before. Just a couple of months ago, we were here preparing for what we thought was going to be a hurricane. What happened was our city came together united. And if any other time we need to be united, it is right now. We no. need to make sure that as Angelinos, we never, ever turn on each other. Yeah, so I want to reiterate what the governor said. Uh, I'm we know you. that the origin of this is united, arson. We, stand. we do not know other information. There is no reason to assume that the origin of this fire or the reason this fire happened was because there were unhoused individuals oh. nearby. <laughs> I want that. you to know that we are working urgently to Some, address this somebody's crisis. Defensive. On Saturday, we activated our emergency <laughs> operations center to coordinate a response. I've been in touch with our federal and, of course, our state partners. I want you to know that the White House Secretary Buttigieg called immediately as the governor Buddha said, judge. the Federal Highway Administration was here. The administration has made it clear that they are ready to do whatever is necessary to get Los Angeles hold again. We're making sure that Angelinos are informed. Last night, we sent a wireless emergency alert to ensure that all Angelinos would be able to plan ahead and mitigate risk on their commutes. Over 300,000 people travel through this freeway every single day. We've urged Angelinos to stay on the freeways, not get off onto the side streets because the side streets cannot withstand 300,000 people. To pay attention to your apps, whether it's Google, um, Google Alert or ways to pay attention because we are giving that information to those apps. We're also posting on Nextdoor but to reach communities directly, but you can also visit emergency at emergency.lacity.gov. What? Losing this stretch of the 10 freeway will take time and money from people's lives and businesses. For commuters, we're still exploring ways to open up faster and more effective routes of communication. We would also encourage people to take Metro. Metro has <laughs> increased the number of trains and buses is. available and have alternative routes for you to take. Whether you are talking about traveling to and from work or your childcare plans and the flow of goods of commerce, we know that this will disrupt the lives of Angelinos, but we will not settle for anything other than a rebuilding, a repairing plan that prioritizes safety and gets our freeways up and running. 
So we're taking a three-prong approach. Yes. Number one, ensuring that we are coordinating a comprehensive plan from the city's traffic center and our emergency operations center to address the traffic impacts of this closure with our local, state, and federal partners. Number two, we're getting the 10 freeway up and running as fast as possible and bringing accountability to that effort. And finally, providing updated and detailed information to ensure that our communities and commuters are well informed every step of the way. I assure you that we will not stop until the job is done. To Angelinos, the most important thing you can do is stay informed about the commutes. Unless you have to enter downtown, stay on the freeways. If it is possible, telecommute. We all learned during the pandemic, we don't have to be in the workplace every day. If you have to go into surface streets, make sure you visit, again, emergency.lacity.gov to be aware of the surface street routes that we have established to move traffic in the best way. Again, Angelinos, in this time of crisis, in this time of emergency, we need to pull together. Being stuck in traffic is something that makes Angelinos angry. We will do everything we can and work 24 hours a day until we settle this. But this is a time to turn toward each other, not against each other. Yeah, whether you are housed or whether you are unhoused, <laughs> we can do this. We have been here before, uh -oh. and Who's I know on the that we will be able to get past this, and we will get past this united. <laughs> Let me now bring up the supervisor from this area, uh -oh. Supervisor Hilda Solis. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, we're going to drop whoa, out here, no, I think. No, no, okay. I was hoping for some Bass, questions. Thank oh. you to our governor and to the elected officials. Yeah. What are you going to do? especially okay. to our... Let's drop right, out that's here. Enough. That's enough. Oh, I want to okay. review the important points here because <laughs> they came mostly from Newsom, the first speaker. Uh, he is saying that there are parallel paths. Parallel paths. Yes, whether or not they're going to repair, right? And yes. then reopen the freeway, or they're going to have to demo, demolish, and then redo. They don't know yet. He thinks within the next 24 hours, because he said the one good thing is it was str they did the testing mm -hmm. stronger than they thought it would be. But that doesn't mean it's safe. Yet. That was the guy you saw walking on the top. He didn't fall through. <laughs> so I did see a guy in the morning like, news that was the walking on the freeway, the closed portion of the freeway. I don't know. Everything he was kind of husky. Yeah, that's that's right. Hey, let's get the facts. He jumped up there. and down. Uh, nine to ten columns were damaged. Now, this part. Apex Development, Inc. is the name of the company that was the lessee that had that storage yard underneath the freeway. And, again, Newsom touched on the litigation with them. I guess they haven't even paid the rent, he said. They haven't made the lease payments. But that they're in litigation with them? Well, uh, because how, do, how does this happen? When, when it's something as important as a freeway that could be damaged by anything that could go wrong, you got to get in there quick and get them out of there. The stuff that was stored under the freeway, that was an extreme fire danger. And so what he's... The Times is now saying their sanitizer was under there. Yeah, right. <laughs> so so the thing is, notice this, this, is, this, this kind of misdirection is really subtle, but they get away with it because you have to really concentrate as you're listening to him. He's talking about, obviously, there were dangerous things that could burn and bring down the freeway, right? So yeah. he's talking, well, we're in litigation. We've been in litigation for quite some time, and they hadn't paid their rent in a year, and they leased it out to six other companies, and that's against the law. But Well, you didn't do anything about it. Well, we sent them violations. We sent them side Notices, right? Notices. Wait, 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 let's go back. Dangerous storage of a lot of flammable stuff, obviously. Why was it there? Why didn't a fire inspector clear that out first week? There should be a fire inspector every week under all the freeways because, like he said, there's a lot of encampments under the freeways. Is this now I, who would be responsible? Because this is Caltrans property. So they have to send the state fire inspector or could the city the, of LA go in there? Either or? one, both. There should be Probably. fire inspectors. Do you think it's another one of those? Uh, they had a problem with who's in charge of the property or, See, or who's I, in charge of the. I, I don't want to hear that. It's it's like there's, there's dangerous stuff under the freeway. Declare it a, a safety emergency. That's what you do. Fire emergency. You clear everything out. If people want to fight in court, go ahead. But everything's got to go. He didn't do that. Caltrans didn't do that. Mayor Bass didn't do that. The L.A. Fire department didn't do that. Nobody did the basic job of getting all the dangerous stuff out from under. 
I'm, I mean, hey, he went through all this legalistic BS that's gone on, you know, I guess months and years. Well, what, what good is that? Oh, you know, we, we filed uh, more complaints and more paperwork. And, you know, in February, we're going to uh, we're going to be in court. February. It's November. That's three more months. And then on that subject, he added another great piece of jargon from the tech world. We're going to do a deep dive into oh. all these properties that could be in this situation. Oh, a we, deep dive. We also heard best practices. We did, yes. <laughs> Whenever I hear somebody say that, it's like, okay. <laughs> yes, we're going to do best practices. And he referred in the, the apex part uh, to corpus. I like that. He's like a real legal term, the corpus. I know. This is what he does. He throws in uh, complex words and, and, and jargon words and Latin words to, to try to make it look like he's intelligent. But he completely avoids the major issue. And damn the press if they don't nail him to the wall on this. What was that stuff doing under there, uninspected, unremoved? All right, uh, we'll be right back. Johnny Ken, KFI AM640, live everywhere, iHeartRadio app. And what was the point of the arson? Vagrant start fires all the time. Just because arson doesn't mean it wasn't a vagrant, that it wasn't some kind of a showdown going on between well, two. I mean, it could be, was it an accident or could it be, I don't know. That's that's what, see, so, arson means they're, they're investigating it is not an accident. Somebody wanted to take out the pallet storage company? I. All right, we, what are we doing? We're taking a break? We're not. No break? Being told, right. The break has been canceled. I do. <laughs> Well, we just spent 10 minutes reviewing the whole, what are we going to do now? You don't have any commercials to play? Can we can play another clip? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, no, we should stay on this story. That, that's fine. Yeah, we'll stay on this story. We'll are they, well, I'll ask this. Are there reporter questions going on now? Because that oh, it does interest me. Are there? Right, well, bring it up. Let's see. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater. And this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries. Well, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock technology reviews the claim for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors, so you pay only what you owe. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Bottom line, insurance alone isn't enough. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. That's HealthLock.com. No. 
confidently determined that the fire was caused by arson. Now, I have no doubt uh, that you all want additional details on how we got there, but I have to stress, while we have determined what started the fire, we are still working to determine who or who uh, multiple people uh, may have started the fire. And so our work uh, is not done. In fact, investigators today, while we were able to uh, conclude our work uh, of sifting through the rubble uh, in search of uh, valuable evidence, uh, our investigators have been paired up uh, with the Los Angeles Fire Department. Thank you to Chief Crowley with the Los Angeles Police Department, uh, canvassing the area, talking to potential witnesses, uh, talking to local business owners that are open today, trying to get access to footage, working to try to get additional information that will collaborate uh, what we already believe to be, again, malicious and willful intent of starting a fire. That is what separates uh, arson from any other type of accidental or, or negligent uh, start of a wildfire. But it's really important, uh, and again, I have no doubt that there will be questions on that. Uh, we have to keep the integrity of this investigation uh, uh, strong, and so our ability to give additional details right now beyond the cause, uh, uh, we, we have to wait. But as the governor stressed, we need the public's help. In order for us to track down who may have started this fire, we need valuable information. The governor did a much better job of remembering uh, the arson tip line, so thank you, governor. Uh, the number he said, uh, if anybody has any information, as small as it is, uh, and as maybe m meaningless that you think it is, uh, you can stay anonymous, but we need that information. That will help us track down uh, the person or persons who we believe started this fire and then more importantly uh, get a conviction uh, in court. Uh, again, I have to stress the work of the Los Angeles Police Department and Fire Department and our arson and bomb investigators will continue potentially for several more weeks, um, but we, that will really uh, timeline-wise be dependent on how quickly we get additional information uh, from the public or from uh, witnesses uh, who may have seen or heard uh, any valuable information uh, over the past uh, 48 hours. And then lastly, uh, as the governor said, we have committed as well uh, to assist Caltrans in their assessment of uh, additional uh, lessors underneath our freeways. And we will continue to, to assist Caltrans as we have now for several years to make sure uh, that the, uh, those leasing or even subleasing land from the state are held to California's uh, rigorous fire code and building code elements. And so we will continue to participate uh, in that analysis uh, as well. Uh, I'll now uh, turn it over to uh, our Secretary oh. of Transportation. All right, uh, let's, to, uh, let's uh, we can uh, drop conclude. out of this now. All right, so according to uh, CBS, uh, the Los yes. Angeles Fire Department says that 80% of downtown fires are started by the homeless. 80%. <laughs> now, but not necessarily arson. You see, they are playing around with the open flames and it just gets it, knocked over. Right, but why wouldn't it, some of them be arson? Well, I, I'm just saying some of them probably are not because people are trying to stay warm right. and they're, they're kind of uh, clumsy but, and careless. Yes, not all homeless fires are arson, but an arson fire can be started by a homeless person. It's why good. not? Maybe that's what they're going to find out, although, okay. uh, you know, Mayor well, Bass, uh, don't, don't, uh, don't set this up as the housed against the unhoused. I, I I am. I'm pitting Angelino against Angelino here. I'm pitting the housed against. You're the part unhoused. of the housed, yeah. Well, I mean, all right. We we've got an eighty percent chance that this was started by a homeless person here. So uh, now, now, what would be? Let's say it's a, let's say it's a housed person, a normal person. What would be the motivation to start to go a, to this property right, right instead of fire? You're under a freeway. Maybe well, they were angry with the un with the unhoused underneath the overpass and said, "I'm going to burn their homes down." Yeah, maybe. maybe. But maybe. I mean, I, I, maybe, we don't know. Maybe. But I mean, that's a weird place to start a fire, you know, at 1220 in the morning on a, you know, a Friday night Saturday, into Saturday. Yeah, it was Saturday morning, right? Yeah. Early, early. 1220. So some guy stops and intentionally starts a fire underneath an overpass amidst all these wooden pallets and all this garbage and all these homeless uh, creeps running around. What's the purpose and of that? And it's, to, it's to know of, this quickly, it's a couple of days, that it's arson. They must have found, like, accelerant evidence. Right. Like somebody put gas so down or may, something. Yeah. Maybe it's a mental patient homeless person. I guarantee you this guy has a record. I don't think this guy was, uh, you know, living in Tarzana with a wife and three kids, and he suddenly drove. He said, you know what? I'm going to set this lot on fire underneath the, uh, underneath the 10 freeway. It's got to yeah. be. Sometimes so we find out it's like a dispute between homeless people. And that's right. It just gets really angry. That right? happened around the corner for me in front of the VA, that, that uh, Mike Bonin encampment. 
Oh, the guy that ran people over? There was that, and then there was a guy setting another man's tent on fire. Oh. (laughs) I've seen it all, I tell you. You have seen it all. All right, Conway's here. Hey, now. Hey, uh, John, when you said uh, we're not going to find out that this guy is uh, a a husband in Tarzana with three kids, that may not be the best reference. Oh, that's right. (laughs) That's right. Oh, right, the murderer. Right, that's crazy guy. That's yeah, How did you pick that? Yeah, that's weird he picked that. They're everywhere. Everywhere, these crazies. You know? Yes, well, I mean, he, he chopped up his family. Chopped up there's, his family. There's a certain, I say, prison for life. Yes. Prison for life. But. No, you're not going to. Okay. No, I'm all not right. going to stay talk in the room the, if you do that. I said, let's talk about the freeway. Okay. Okay. <laughs> First of all, I'd like to talk about uh, Ken Shampoo. F the freeway. Um, <laughs> well, I started listening to you guys when you first got out here. And this is a major deal for for me and for a lot of listeners that that Ken is decided to move on. Yes, and I, you know we shared a lot in common with sports, uh, Vegas. I uh, you know he's got a great sense of humor, uh, and he coordinates the show as well. But the one thing I got to say, when you start a, a a new job at a new station, it's really cold and really tough to get in with the guys who've been there for a long time. But you and Ken never ever made me feel anything but uh, but family, and I appreciate that. Oh, that's I nice. appreciate that. Yeah, because we haven't done. And that. I will tell the audience that when we were uh, summarily dismissed from a radio station in the year two thousand, you called us in to be interviewed on your FM radio show. That's that was right. very nice. I forgot about that. I remember we showed up and he had us sit down, and we did like a half an hour with you and uh, Doug. Well, you know what? That that's great. I remember, and there was another guy that got fired here. And we had him on the show, mm-hmm. the guy that used to follow you, right? <laughs> you don't want to talk about oh, who, no. Whose name shall not be said out loud. Right. <laughs> Starts with a Z. Last night, <laughs> no, no. not going to be. Don't me open this, this box. Wow, that's two today. Uh, John's about to walk out on his own show. Um, <laughs> so we had him on uh, over at KLSX. Yeah. And then when I started here, Robin got pissed that I did that. She <laughs> wow. said, Why would you have that guy on? You know, he, this, 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 and this. And, and I said, Look, I only had him on for a half hour. You hired him. (laughs) (laughs) And that did not warm me up to management here. I guess not. (laughs) Not at all. It's still contentious. Like, I'm going to get a call about that story I just told. (laughs) Well, Well, you were probably the first person to follow us on KFI that actually was a listener of our show and knew our show well. I I knew every, every beat of it, man. Every beat. When you guys came out, it changed the landscape of L.A. radio. And... This place, you think it's an asshole now. If you guys weren't here for the last 30 years, this would have been on fire. Because, Eric, look, how many uh, changes... He is on a roll, isn't he? No, but how many changes you've made and gotten people uh, properly fired or dismissed or, or, you know, thrown in jail or whatever, you know? Yeah, 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 well... Look, it takes balls to go out there and go after these child molesters, and you guys go out to Lake Los Angeles and and are unafraid to do that kind of stuff. And that's a right. big that's a big deal in L.A. because nobody Thank else you. is doing it. Thank and you. just to be clear, I usually made sure John is the one that went, actually went in there with the bullhorn. I just stayed outside and reported on the damage. Right. But who else is doing it? KNX doesn't do that. No, they don't no. have guys going out there no. and yelling at, uh, you know, child molesters. They don't do it at all. <laughs> Murderers. Yeah, right. Murderers, child molesters. Uh, child pe- killers. Ch- uh, people that, uh, you know, are, are big musicians who go off, uh, you know, off the Corrupt ledge. politicians. That's right. right. Everybody. And and I hope it uh, hope it you know continues on that level because it, seriously, people in politics are afraid of the show and they should be. Remember when you guys have you know a, a guy who I remember who it was uh, from the sheriff's department walked in here like he was going to own you. It's Lee Baca. Lee Baca, and then the other guy. Oh, yeah, the little guy, right? Yeah, right. Paul Tanaka. Panaka, Paul Tanaka, right? And man, oh man, he left here shaking. <laughs> yeah, that was one of my. Don't favorites. forget the what's her name? It ran for governor. Meg. Uh... Meg Whitman. Oh, Meg Whitman. Yeah, she comes in alone. And and uh, you know and leaves and I think she went straight to the hospital. <laughs> she was beat red when she left. She was, it was unbelievable. I said, "What happened to that woman and in there?" She, she was glaring at her aides. Yeah, but, <laughs> but nobody else does that, man. And so, Ken, I, I hope you know, you know, as you you know, sit back and do nothing for the next three, four, five years, whatever. <laughs> but then real, I die. Yeah. But yeah he's giving you five years to live. There. <laughs> I did just give you five no, years to live. No, I, I I see in three or five years you're going to get back into this business. Oh, I'm going to come back because yeah, you can't hang. You can't. You're not going to be able to tolerate your stupid. No. I'm going to the track, man. Okay, we'll go to the track together. But but you made you and Ken, John and Ken made a huge huge difference in this town, and, and I and I think a lot of listeners are saying I agree with that kid. Oh, talking to me. Oh, you? Yeah, okay. you're the kid. Yeah. <laughs> wow. 
Right. Trying to follow you can make me dizzy. <laughs> Dig dog. All right. All right. Conway All right. is next. Ken, you're the best, man. Remember, I'm you still around three more weeks. Looks I like I carried away the I'm first doing, day. I'm doing this every day. He's coming okay. in for the next three weeks and uh, <laughs> give you a send off. All right. right. Dig dog. Uh, right. Dig dog with you, Conway Kersher is the news live in the KFI yeah. 24 hour newsroom. Hey, you've been listening to the John and Ken Show. You can always hear us live on KFI AM 640, 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday, and of course, anytime. On demand on the iHeartRadio app. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information. This message comes from Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment on board and on shore. And every Viking voyage is all-inclusive with no children and no casinos. Discover more at Viking.com.